0: Hey everyone, it is your lovely host Macklin here. I kind of still sound a little bit nasally. I'm working on it. Um, I don't feel sick anymore, thank God. But um, I I don't know if I'm completely over it yet in terms of how I sound. Um, Yeah, whoa, it's been been a while since the last episode. I I was going to record something over the weekend, but I decided to take a little bit of a hiatus so that I could rest and kind of enjoy myself. And that is exactly what I did. I think on Friday, on Friday night, I stayed in, which is really nothing new. On Saturday, I went to an auto repair shop with one of my friends who had left his tires there, his car tires. So when they switched out his like normal driving tires for winter tires, he had the option Sorry, that was like one word heed. Um, he had the option of taking the tires with him or leaving them there, like storing them there. And he decided to store them there for like a couple of years. So it was good to uh to finally get them. And yeah, I try not to turn down good opportunities to go to auto repair shops. Sometimes it's nice though to to tag along with a friend if they're doing an errand. Um, it depends on who the friend is though, obviously, you know, there are some friends where anything you do will be fun and other friends where, yeah, maybe not so much. So he's definitely one of those friends where it could, I mean, we've picked up his dry cleaning before and it felt like we were just hanging out. So always a fan of that. And then yesterday I went for a hike with three of my buddies. I absolutely love, it was a great time. A lot of um, a lot of shit talk and just in general, some really, really good vibes. So I appreciated that and I haven't really been spending that much time with my friends recently. I've just been really consumed um, on the weekends with work and stuff like that and side projects. So you know it's it's definitely good to get back into that mindset. I think what's super challenging, though, when you're ambitious, but you're extroverted is sometimes when you hang out with people, it's so much fun that you kind of just want to continue hanging out with people, um, but it it can almost become like a distraction, right? Where it's like, you actually have work that needs to get done. And you find yourself distracting yourself by like having phone calls with people or like going for coffee or doing this or doing that and you just need to strike a balance I think. You don't need to be working um, eight hours on a Saturday and Sunday but it definitely helps if you schedule that in before the weekend comes so that when the weekend is finally upon you you kind of know how you're going to spend certain hours and then you can plan around them. I think that's probably like the healthiest compromise that I've been able to come up with. But now I'm back in this mindset where I'm like, okay, I had pretty much two weekends of total relaxation. I caught up on some Netflix and I'm feeling I'm feeling good. But now it, it's really crunch time and just getting back into the flow of things and I'm not sick anymore and I, I want to take advantage of that. I've been going to the gym again, and yeah, it's good to just get back into a swing of things. Um, Recently, my morning routine has also been happening earlier than I wanted to happen. I mean, like today, for instance, I woke up at (laughs) 4.20. Wow, the high schooler in me just said like 4.20 in a stoner voice. Um, But yeah, I woke up around that time this morning and it, I just like immediately started my morning routine. So it's been a long day. It's 9:40 now. I still want to get up tomorrow at five o'clock. So yeah, let's see how that goes. Um, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling really good though. Um, aside from my voice, sounding a little a little nasally. So really weird, but I was reminded that I've now been in Berlin for close to three years, coming up on my third year at the end of next month. I have no idea where the time has gone. When I first moved to Berlin, I was 26, fresh out of a relationship, fumbling through my life. I had no idea how I was going to transition from being an account manager with account executive responsibilities to being a pure account executive at a startup. I had no real basis of understanding of HR, very limited understanding of SaaS. I mean, enough of an understanding, I guess, but you learn so much on the job and I just hadn't been purely in SaaS before. In a new country with German and I wasn't doing my job in German. Luckily I was doing it in English, but I had the weirdest hours And I was like super pumped about it in the beginning because I was going to be working with U.S. companies and they were going to mostly be operating on the New York time zone. So it was cool in the beginning because I was starting work at 2 o'clock in the afternoon and I was finishing up work at 11 p.m., which would have been ideal to go clubbing and to do all that kind of stuff. Um, But... I was only there from like the beginning of May 2020 until the beginning of May 2021, and it wasn't the best time, as you can imagine, um, to go clubbing. So I kind of missed out on an opportunity, but it's okay. I learned a lot, and I'm definitely a very different person from who I was then, and even a different person uh, from who I was last year. You know, something that I'm really finding interesting in my own journey of self-improvement and just self-awareness in general is how much you can change if you're just a little bit intentional about trying to capture your thoughts as they're entering your mind and really trying to evaluate them with a little bit of curiosity. And it's not easy, right? It's so difficult to take a breath when you're experiencing a negative emotion, but when you do and you can just take one extra look at the thought before you process it, it can absolutely work wonders and make you feel just a little bit better. And even having a tiny bit more clarity can give you a much-needed boost emotionally. Because, you know, there are some times when you might have like a negative thought and it's just ruminating and it almost feels like you can't escape it but if you're able to label the emotion like actually understand what it is because if you say that you're angry or you say that you're sad or you know that you're bored you you might actually be mislabeling your emotion and giving it more weight than it really deserves. And I've just found, I mean, I, I didn't make this concept up. This is like something that I, i first of all, I heard um, Brene Brown say it. When you talk about like labeling your emotions, she wrote a book about it. And it's just such a powerful thing to be able to take a step back and look at an emotion as something that happens temporarily. And know that you do have a level of control over it. And um, it's just very easy if you are constantly reacting to things that are happening in your life. That you don't take the time to properly evaluate how you're feeling and why. And so in the case of saying that you're sad. Maybe you're not actually sad. Maybe sad is like too strong of a label. Maybe you're just disappointed. Or... Maybe you feel lonely or maybe you feel bored. And I I think you can also mislabel um, physiological responses to emotion. So maybe your stomach uh, grumbles, but you think that it's hunger. Sorry, just had a water break. Much needed. So, maybe your stomach like grumbles or rumbles, whatever you want to call it, or growls because you think you're hungry, but it's really just that you're processing an emotion either of boredom or you're feeling stressed out. And that's just the trigger that your body associates with eating. And so it cues. A feeling of hunger because normally when you're stressed you eat and if you think you're hungry then you're more likely to eat i don't know i mean that's roughly how it works and i think it's just so important to be mindful of of how you feel and also why your body is responding the way that it is like if you find that you're you know looking for a meal at three o'clock in the afternoon but you've just eaten at one o'clock, you know, it might just be that you're just feeling those familiar emotions and you might benefit more from just, you know, taking 10 minutes to meditate than stuffing your face. But it's really hard. I mean, I'm not perfect. I'm extremely far from being perfect, but I'm trying to be more forgiving because And I've probably said this before, but like, if you're not on your own side, like who is on your side? I mean, of course, family members and and your friends that love you, but you're the only person that knows what you're thinking. The only person that like knows every single little thing that you've been through, all of the challenges, all of the, you know, moments that you've persevered, the moments that you felt small, the moments that you felt like you're on top of the world. And you have all the facts about yourself and you know that you're not perfect. So it's kind of insane that we also like know all of this stuff about ourselves. We know that we make mistakes and that we try our best, but then if we still beat ourselves up over it, it's almost like, are you, are you even giving yourself the benefit of the doubt of, of just understanding that you're human or you just, you know, holding yourself to a really high standard because you're bullying yourself. So I try really hard to forgive myself. And, you know, I make a lot of little mistakes. Like I tend to, to over like have oversights, which in the past has definitely been something that, like that I've heard in relationships. Like it seems like I don't care. It seems like I'm not present. It seems like, yeah, I just missed the details. And that's 100% true. And I think it's so easy to be a victim, like, and I've done it so many times where, you know, I like somebody will say something about me in a relationship or in a friendship and they'll, you know, give some piece of feedback and I'll stew in it because it'll feel like an attack. And then I'll use that as like the basis of an invisible argument that we're in, or maybe even a, a visible one. But the truth is like, yes, I I do, I do. do things that get on people's nerves because it seems like I don't care. It seems like I'm thoughtless. It seems like I'm very reactive. And it's because I am. But I know that if I am a little bit more mindful and I approach things using meditation and, you know, just trying to like go a little bit slower, really like try to think before just reacting, I usually have like a higher chance, like higher outcomes of success. So um, that's just something that I've learned about myself. And if I'm beating myself up, then I literally have nobody on my side. And I don't mean like people are against me, but We're all worrying about our own lives. We're all trying to be the best versions of ourselves. So it's kind of difficult to be also your best friend's biggest fan or your partner's biggest fan. I mean, you should be a huge supporter, but you got to be your own biggest fan. Also, I don't know if you can hear this, but my dog is snoring so loudly in the background. I don't know how my voice is not waking her up. I think it's because I have like a pretty silky smooth voice today. But who knows? Maybe she's just bored. <laughs> she, she just doesn't like the content of this podcast. So she just goes to sleep. Um, but yeah, you know, I I just find it so interesting like how much you can change if you're intentional about it. And I've definitely changed a lot over the past year. And I'm excited because... You know, I finally feel like I'm in this place where I'm no longer blaming other people for the way that past... Like, I'm not blaming past partners for the way that the relationship went. And I'm not... I don't have this mindset anymore that I'm... Like, I'm right. And if somebody doesn't see... If somebody doesn't understand me the way that I want to be understood, that they're not worth it. It's like my responsibility to set boundaries, to be vocal, to learn and grow. And it's uh, the other person's responsibility, I think, to do the same, you know, to communicate, you know, how they want to be seen and you know, to just be like more upfront with information, but it's like relationships take a lot of work. I think that they can take a lot of work. I've heard people say that you shouldn't feel like you have to work at all in a relationship. Other people say that you should. I guess my opinion is that you probably should not feel like you have to work in a relationship. I think that things should just kind of gel, but You need to be super careful about not getting to a place of complete complacency. And that's definitely something that I've made the mistake of in the past so many times. And I've heard people say this to me. Well, I've heard, I've heard ex-girlfriends say this to me, I should say, where they feel like in the beginning, I showed a lot of interest, but over time it felt like it dwindled. And they're 100% right and i think being conscious of that and just remembering like remembering the person that i can become in a relationship once i've reached that point it's important to have them as part of the conversation in the beginning you know to help the help the person that you're you know starting to get to know and dating help them navigate this you know kind of like showing them like this is who you are these are the things that you care about and giving them like a bit of a heads up, you know, like this is, this is considered normal behavior and it's, you know, I'm not talking about like being a slob or having like really undesirable traits, you know, whatever it is, but I'm, t- I'm just talking about like, if you have certain tendencies, I think like, for instance, with me, this is maybe like the best example I can give. I'm a morning person, I'm very, very focused on having a strong morning routine, and I tend to not be as flexible with my morning routine, because it sets me up in such a way where I feel so great when the day starts. That being said, I used to have this mindset where I was extremely rigid, like extremely rigid. I'm still rigid, but I'm getting better. But I used to be so rigid, that like, if I got woken up in the middle of the night by a girlfriend, I would be so angry. Like I would be fuming and I was mostly just like mad at being woken up. Not necessarily like, like I would definitely like in my mind, I would definitely blame my, my girlfriend, but it was just the idea that like, I thought, great, my entire night's sleep has been ruined and that's it. Now I'm going to be up or now I'm not going to sleep well. And what I came to realize is that being flexible is a huge benefit to you as well as the person that you're with. Because if you give off the vibe that getting woken up in the middle of the night is a bad thing, like something that is like a huge problem, it's going to be that much harder for you to go back to sleep. And here's a pro tip for people that don't know this. If you ever want to fall back asleep, pretend that you have to wake up. So you have your eyes closed. You're trying to go to sleep. Pretend that you need to get up out of bed. Say, oh, all right, I got to get up. And you'll see how quickly your brain wants to put you back to sleep. And that's my trick for going back to sleep. I don't have to do it um, very often, but like, it does work at least for me. <clears throat> and so having that like kind of rigidity in my in my life it made it very stressful. Um I was living with my ex-girlfriend, uh one of my ex-girlfriends and I was just like such a terror um to sleep next to. So I felt really good. I mean unfortunately I didn't I didn't learn this about myself. I didn't, maybe I didn't action on this, I should say, until I moved to Berlin. But once I moved to Berlin, I think I got a lot more chill with that kind of stuff. Just like a little bit less rigid. And I I do try to be like less rigid in general. Um, But the problem is like in the beginning of a relationship, I'm so like loose about a lot of things. But then as the relationship goes on, I tend to be a little bit more uptight and i think that it actually has to do more with me than it does the other person i think that now this is turning into straight uh, therapy session but i think it's good to be just be vulnerable because i can use this podcast as a way to teach myself more about me and also maybe like normalize these conversations but i think i tend to be very um rigid when I feel like I'm not doing what I need to do for myself in a relationship and rather than having honest conversations where I set boundaries, I tend to kind of like implode and just like keep my mouth shut until it feels like I am going to actually like burst and yeah, it's not healthy and it's something that I'm, I'm really working on. But what was interesting was like when I moved from New York to Berlin, I realized that I was just super unhappy in New York and I think that was a major reason that I didn't want to be woken up in the middle of the night. I was just like so unhappy with like working at an enterprise company and feeling like my dream of moving to Europe was kind of fading. And there were just so many things that I wanted to achieve, but it felt like I was locked in. So it was, I felt safe when I moved to Berlin. I felt like my dreams were finally coming true and it took a lot of pressure off of me. Um, but I've also come to realize that balancing a relationship and balancing you know, being in sales and having, like, other interests outside of work. It's a challenge, and if you're not careful, like I was in my last relationship and the relationship before, if you're not careful with your time, um, like, maybe you don't get as much work done during the day, and so you have to catch up at night, or you're a little bit less proactive about cleaning and chores like and doing chores and stuff like that, that's what your relationship ends up becoming is like you playing catch up and not having time to spend with your partner or doing chores all the time. And I am just speaking from experience here. It fucking sucks when your relationship just becomes you doing chores because it's so difficult to show another person that you love them and that you want to like spend time with them when you're constantly cleaning up your messes and you, you never really feel like you're on your front foot you're always like kind of stumbling backwards you know every room that you go into looks like a bomb went off because you're just like so chaotic because you know you're just bouncing around and you're being very reactive so like You have meetings in the, you know, towards the end of the day and you've left the kitchen a mess because you ate lunch there and then you bounce into a meeting. And I think it's just so important to be mindful of how you show up throughout the relationship and something that I've done in the past, and I don't know if I've talked about this here, um, but something that I've done in the past is I've really tried to reflect on the things that I didn't like about a past relationship, but more specifically the things that I didn't like about myself in a past relationship. And when you evaluate yourself after a relationships over and you're no longer tethered to another person, I find that it's much easier to give yourself more objective feedback because you're no longer attached to that identity. Of course, it depends on how the, the breakup happened. But I think like if you, you know, reach a point where you both agree that it's not a good idea to continue. You can just look at it a little bit more objectively and say, you know, I was a little bit like unfair or like irrational or selfish or whatever it is. Like, I mean, those are just a few examples for my own relationships of like things that I wish I hadn't done or I hadn't been like. But I don't know. I mean, all of this is, is pretty, it's pretty fresh. Like these perspectives are pretty fresh. had to have another water break, but I guess like what I mean is in the past, like it was so easy to blame the other person for making in quotes, making you feel a certain way. But if you're if you're able to, oh, there is a quote that I actually heard today. It was like, you may not be able to control the first thought that you have, but you can control the second thought you have. And I actually got that from um, an app that I'm using called Studio Think. It's a really brilliant app. I highly recommend checking out the free trial, seeing if you like it. But, um, yeah, I mean, that stuck with me. It's like, yeah, you can't always control the first thought that you have, but you can definitely control the second thought and the third thought to try to have, like, a healthier relationship with yourself, and it gives you a little bit more distance with your thoughts. But these are still, like, very as as i mentioned like new concepts for me um and every year i i learn a little bit more about myself i think like anyone else and so in the past and i think i bounced around a little bit but in the past something that i've done is like i've written unofficial blog articles like on a piece of paper and pen on a piece of paper and pen I, that was not english i've written it in pen and just like titled it like things that i learned in my last relationship and then just listed out all of the, all of the different things about myself that i noticed in the relationship i think i just repeated myself i'm pretty sure i just said this like 5 minutes ago but it really doesn't matter the point is it's super important to be reflective and to try to figure out what you could have done differently because eventually you are going to meet the person i really believe this You're going to meet the person that you wanted to be with since the beginning of you, you know, realizing, you know, what romance was. You know, you have like an idea when you're a kid of what true love is. I really do believe that you will find that person. Obviously, that person will, you know, your idea of that person may not be the same, but the idea that like you'll find someone who gets you, who sees you that you see, that person is out there. And and I'm fully convinced of that. But you need to be the best version of yourself to attract that person and to keep that person. So that's kind of like where I'm at right now. And that does not just apply to being in a relationship, but also just like my life in general. You know, I want to, I want to be prepared for when I have a business opportunity. I want to be prepared for when I have a chance to go travel somewhere and do something crazy. I don't want my life to constantly feel like I'm playing catch up. Like I'm never quite where I'm supposed to be. Always missing the mark or something like that. And I'm very fortunate because I don't feel that way. But it's really deliberate on my on my end to make sure that I don't ever feel that way. And I think that's like something that I get quite defensive about in relationships, just feeling, you know, like I don't have enough time for myself, but if you're really proactive, as I mentioned about cleaning and about just like how you use your time and not just like allowing, you know, these like 30 minute periods of the day where you're not feeling as productive, just slip by. But instead, maybe that's when you decide to do the laundry or that's when you decide that you're going to finish the emails that would otherwise wait until six o'clock. If you don't do them now, that goes a long way. And I like to believe that the people like that certain people who are, and I've seen them, I've seen, I've been in relationships with women that are extremely good about their, their time and like what they do. Uh, I guess I mostly noticed this like in college, you know, when you're in a relationship with someone in college, you can learn so much about what they're going to be like as as a, in quotes, as an adult based on how they manage their time. And I was in relationships with girls or, you know, I'd seen, had been with girls, I guess you can say that. Maybe not the most serious relationships, but like there were girls that I had flings with that were so on top of their studying that it looked like, it looked like they had no classes. They were always caught up on their work. They always did the reading. They always prepared for the test. And so the night before the test, when I was in the library studying and wishing that I had never been born, they were hanging out and just taking it easy. And that would have been a great time to hang out. But you can just see so much about people when they're at that age and like what kind of person they could become if they don't address things. And so, yeah. I um I think that's probably like one of the biggest keys is just being really efficient with your time. And then another key is probably being consistent, which is something that I've definitely struggled with in the past. Not just consistent in effort, but consistent with rules. I think if I were a judge, i would there would be certain crim like i don't want to say criminals i mean there would be people before me if i were a judge some people would go to jail and some people depending on my mood would just be completely let free because i would just every single case that would come in front of me i would just be taking it as like a oh how do i feel today and Yeah. That's a, that's a huge challenge. Actually. Now that I've said it, I really like if anybody ever offers me a judgeship, I don't recommend, um, letting me take it. Cause I I think I'd be miserable and, um, the justice system would suffer as a result. But seriously, um, like jokes aside, consistency in how you handle situations with precedence is so important And it's something that's overlooked, but I think it's like something that I could benefit from tremendously. Just being able to take a step back and ask myself, how did I react in the past to this? You know, if, I don't know, if in the beginning of a relationship, um, my girlfriend wants to stay up late and watch Netflix on a Tuesday night and we stay up until 12 o'clock watching Netflix. It's not very fair if the next time she asks me to watch Netflix, I'm like angry or like annoyed. And I'm like, you know, I don't want to watch Netflix. I don't want to stay up past 10 o'clock. I'm trying to get sleep because then it's like, okay, well, what about last time? Like, what's your, what's your reasoning? So yeah, I'm definitely really conscious of that. And I try my best to be fair when I when I notice that I'm being unfair, but you never really know. Um, sometimes you just don't realize, and that's why it's just so important to have someone that you're with that really does genuinely care about you and want to see you succeed. Like I've I've been in relationships in the past where my girlfriend at the time. Like really cared about me getting to where I wanted to go in life. And it makes a huge difference when you feel supported because you, you know that the person is like coming from a place of love and not a place of like criticism. You know, they're not just giving you a critique to hurt your feelings. And um, the sooner that you like kind of act with love in your heart in that kind of way and you start to see the world as like more of a place of abundance and less of a place as like uh, less of a of a place of like antagonism where it's like us versus them like the faster your life will improve and people have said this before so I'm not taking credit for this but when you start to like view bad things or you know objectively things that are not desirable to the outcome that you're looking for as opportunities to learn or you take like more of a an approach of curiosity rather than one of reactivity it can really improve your life it can like just make you feel so good or at least better you know depends on like how far you take it there are certain people that will be like you know praise the lord for giving me the chance to experience this hardship. And there will be other people that are a little bit like, you know, maybe more towards the side of like realism. Well, they will be like, well, I, I wouldn't have gotten to where I am today without having overcome the obstacles in the past, without having like the less than ideal things happen to me. So, you know, if you can get to a place where you can do that in the present moment, where you're actually like experiencing something and you're able to look at it, a little bit more optimistically like you know knowing that things are temporary it can really work uh, wonders for your mood and something that I hear sometimes like when I'm experiencing something that I don't appreciate or you know kind of wish I could avoid I'll just hear like it shall pass and makes me feel a little bit better because I do realize like there have been so many moments in my life. Where I've just like looked out the window, like sighing and feeling helpless and depressed and just wishing that something would change and, you know, fast forward 10 years, 12 years and my life is a—it's com- just completely different from what I could have ever imagined it being. Like, I had a life that felt like I was trapped. And I really did not like the person that I was. And now I have a life that I, yeah, like I couldn't have asked for a better life than the life that I have right now. And I'm very grateful for it. And I'm grateful for the people that I have in my life. And I'm, you know, grateful for the opportunities that I have. And, I, I, it's enough. I always strive for more, but it is enough. And I have enough, <laughs> enough books that I've read, um, and ideas that I've come across where if I just, you know, read those books again, or really tried to chew on those ideas again, I think I would have enough of an education to get anything that I want out of this world. And sometimes it just feels like it's easier to chase distraction and to chase novelty than it is to just accept the fact that people before us, thousands of years ago, figured out what leads the average person to feeling like they have a fulfillment in their lives. I'm a strong believer in stoicism and I think if you just like take a step back and you, you know, think about your own life, I don't I don't know who's listening to this. But if you think about your own life and you think about the opportunities that you've had so far, you know, the fact that you're listening to this podcast at all means that you have Spotify. So, you know, that's a, you have access to literally like any song, almost any song that you can imagine, uh, any podcast that you can imagine. You have access to pretty much like a full education, a four, four year education, a master's degree, a PhD, like right in this app you could find podcasts on any subject and you know explore it and that's just a huge privilege and it's something that like i I, sometimes when i'm like thinking about things that i want to find gratitude in it really doesn't take a lot right it's like something as simple as that or it's like i'm using a computer and it's fast it's nice it does everything that i need to do I have a nice apartment. I have a very, very cute little dog that loves me. And I have people that take care of me. But I guess the point is like sorry, I don't have people that take care of me. I made it sound like I was like um like a an orphan or a child of the state like a ward. Um but anyway, I just have like people in my life that really want to see me do well and I I hope the best for them as well. I really want to see them succeed. I want to see us like all go into this direction together. And that's part of the reason that I have this podcast. It's like I think it's so difficult for me sometimes to express myself in a conversation, but it's much easier when I can just talk un-uninterrupted <laughs> for 40 minutes. Like I I would be such a good I would be such a better professor if I were teaching a lecture than if I were at a liberal arts college with a classroom of 15. But if I were, if I were in front of 300 students, man, I would crush it. Be, I would just be doing the podcast live pretty much, but with facts, with more facts, more studies. I would be giving out homework. I'd be assigning tests and quizzes. It'd be legit, but it's definitely like my preferred way of communicating. But that being said, you know, I just want to maybe take a step back there. I love listening to people as well. And I would like to have guests on here that I can just, you know, get to know. Uh, Sorry, that was my brain just went. I would love to have guests on here that I can get to know better, that I can ask interesting questions to. And it would just be a really cool experience to get to a point where. I'm I'm helping everyone that listens to this by asking people that have a lot of wisdom to share interesting questions. So, keep an eye out. This podcast could have some changes coming up. I don't know when it's going to happen, but it could happen soon. Could have my first guest on here. And um you know, all in all, I guess the message for this podcast so far has just been self-awareness is not something that you just develop and immediately become the person that you're meant to be. It's a process. It really, like someone, I think it was Jay Shetty who said this, but he might've been quoting someone else. And actually Joe Dispenza also said it. Like, if you want to find the person that you are going to end up with and stay with forever, you need to be come that person like you need to actually embody the things that you're looking for in a partner before you'll find that person. And I think it's so true. It's so easy to think that this person is going to like come along and rescue you from yourself and this is a topic that I brought up in the beginning of this podcast, like maybe episode 2 or even episode 1, but like no one is coming to your rescue. That's just not the way that the world works. People will help you. People will save you, but they're not going to save you from yourself. They're going to maybe save you from, you know, a situation that someone who puts themselves out there might find themselves in. Like maybe, maybe you've taken a giant risk and you're, you know, starting your own thing and somebody might... Help you. They might mentor you, or you know it could be something else. Um, I don't know. You, I don't know. You're traveling somewhere by yourself, and you're really putting yourself out there. And someone helps you in a moment where you actually needed them. But that's much different from just like waiting for something to change and hoping that someone is going to usher that change. We have this idea of the hero's journey, and I've talked about this before at length. But this idea that like you're just going to be whisked off your feet as Harry Potter and brought to Hogwarts, it would be amazing if that happened. But it's just not the way that usually that things go. And in most cases, I would say like people who get the things that they want are the people that were willing to take the risks to put themselves out there. And it's so easy to look at that person's success When they've reached it and to just believe that it must have been easy for them. But in reality, they just put themselves out there and eventually they caught a break. And yeah, I think if you can just give yourself the patience and the acceptance to just continue to make mistakes you'll reach a point where you're really proud of yourself because you've overcome a lot more than you thought you were going to. But it's hard. It's difficult. And I think being intentional is one of the only ways to to have a life that you really want to live. Because like as I mentioned, I've been in Berlin close to three years now. But it feels like I've only been here for one year because of all the restrictions. And thank God that there were, I mean, this is an unpopular opinion now, and I actually don't agree with it, but I'm going to say it anyway. In a way, thank God for the restrictions because there was a moment in time in 2022 or maybe 2021 when all I wanted to do was join my friend Zach for a beverage at a metal bar and listen to heavy metal and become a punk. That was like one of my major goals in 2021. And we used to go to this bar called, I think we went there twice. So I can't really say that we used to go there, but we went to this bar twice. It was called something, but we called it downward spiral because when you got there, You just saw older men staring into their drinks. And there was just a lot of cigarette smoke and depression hanging in the air. And Zach and I went to this place and... um, Yeah, we, we met some characters there. We met this one guy who's... He did not speak any English. And his German was super Berlin. Very difficult to understand. And he was telling us about his son, and my friend Zach thought that his son thought thought that this guy had said that his son was 25, but he actually said that he was 52 because this guy was really old that was talking to us. And he was like, what the fuck? My kid's not 25. You know, but like imagine that, but like in German and in a Berlin accent. But that was the, that was the energy that he was giving, like an angry Brooklyn guy. And he was just screaming at us, like, what are you talking about? And then Zach screams back at him. And Zach taught me a very, very valuable lesson that night. Zach screams back at him in German. And this guy immediately loosens up again and continues talking. And I came to the realization that for some reason, at least German men respond much better to being yelled back at than they do trying to like reason in like a calm way. And I've seen this happen now on multiple occasions, mostly with Zach, but I have seen it, you know, with other people as well, where someone's getting yelled at. And the minute that the person that's getting yelled at yells back, the other person yelling calms down. But it's only with Germans. If you did that to an American, um, especially a New Yorker, you definitely get punched in the face. That would be like the instant reaction. Um <laughs> but yeah. It's uh it's crazy that I've been here now for three years. And I'm glad that I didn't become a punk. Although I, I would have been I would have been happy at that time to be to become one. Anyway, uh, you know maybe just think about some of the things that you got going on in your life. If you're like me, every day is an adventure. some days are great. some days you know kind of kind of hurt but it's okay. We just gotta pick ourselves up and realize that um, it can get a lot better if you're if you're intentional, it can definitely get a lot better. Really, really fast. Like it's kind of mind blowing how much, how much three months can be when you live it intentionally versus just letting a, letting a full year go by without trying to um, accomplish much. And uh, with that, I'm gonna wish you guys a really good night. Thanks for joining me on this one, and looking forward to us catching up on the next. Peace.